You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to NeuroFrontiers, produced in cooperation with the American Academy of Neurology. Your host is Dr. Anthony Alessi, Chief of Neurology at William W. Backus Hospital. Today's show is based on an interview I did while in Port-au-Prince, Haiti at St. Damien's Pediatric Hospital. I interviewed Dr. Mill Etienne, who is a neurologist, a colleague of mine, who is a commander in the United States Navy working on the hospital ship Comfort. The interview takes place in a small area of the emergency department where we were working. So there is a lot of noise in the background, somewhat of an echo, and I ask you to excuse that. But for any of you health professionals out there who have worked in an emergency room, you'll get a feel and the flavor for the interview and the circumstances. I hope you enjoy the interview. This is Dr. Anthony Alessi, and I am reporting to you from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. We're at St. Damien's Hospital, which is a pediatric hospital with that withstood the earthquake here. And uh, I'm here as a volunteer working with Father Rick Frechette, who is the founder of St. Damien's Hospital. Today, while transporting neurologic patients to the hospital ship, the Navy hospital ship, Comfort, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, my colleague, Dr. Mill Etienne. Dr. Etienne and I are both members of the Palatucci Advocacy Leadership Forum and alumni of that. I knew that from an email list and looked him up and pleasantly bumped into him. Uh, with that, we've spent most of the day together uh, trying to solve some problems of getting patients off of the comfort ship Haiti and into the uh, St. Damien's Hospital, and I think we've made a lot of headway. So right now we're sitting in the emergency room of a hospital that has just withstood an earthquake in the past two weeks. Mill, welcome to NeuroFrontiers. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be on here. Um, let's chat a little bit. You have an interesting history because you are a Haitian-American, um, a neurologist, and really just recently joined the military in July. So as opposed to so many other folks who joined because of uh, wanting to pay back loans and financial reasons, you volunteered to join the Navy. Uh, tell us why. Well, um, basically when I was in uh, medical school, I you know, started to get a, a strong sense of patriotism, largely in part due to the fact that I realized that from living in the United States, um, I benefited a great deal. Um, my college education um, at Yale University was um, largely from through scholarships from Yale, um, so the bulk of it was paid for with very minimal student loans. And medical school, I was fortunate to have gotten something called the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship, which paid for the bulk of that bill. Um, so I felt, you know, I've I've benefited a great deal. I came from Haiti when I was about five years old, about to turn six, and a lot is. You know, I've, had, I've been blessed, essentially. And so, you know, being proud to be in the United States and being proud to be a U.S. citizen, um, right after the 9-11 um, attack on the World Trade Center, I started thinking about, you know, what can I do to kind of show my thanks to this country? And that's when I started thinking about joining the military. Well, obviously you found an opportune time to join the military in July of 2009. 
Um, you're an accomplished neurologist, uh, not just a neurologist, but you've done a fellowship in epileptology. And suddenly your homeland, uh, original homeland, the nation of your birth, is faced with an earthquake. How was that? What was your impression at that time? And obviously you've played a key role here um, in the work of the United States Navy, being Haitian-American, being fluent in Haitian and familiar with uh, Haiti and its customs. So how did that feel, this evolution of you being a neurologist as well as being in the United States Navy and Haiti being faced with such a catastrophe? Yeah, so indeed, I actually joined, just to be clear, I actually joined the Naval Reserve in 2004 um, while I was a resident. And then just recently, as you stated, I went active duty this past July. Um, and, you know, the, you know, the question you're asking, you know, I have to say when I, you know, joined, you know, became act- decided to be active duty in the Navy, um, you know, I thought, you know, yeah, I'm going to go serve the United States and do what I can for our troops who are, you know, giving their lives for, you know, for our freedoms and for the freedom of others. And it was interesting when, you know, just a couple weeks ago, there's an earthquake in Haiti, and now I find myself in a position to use the skills that I've learned over my lifetime to serve two countries. Um, I'm serving both the United States and I'm serving Haiti, which are the two countries that you know, I've grown up knowing, loving, um, and would do just about anything for. So I think it's uh, just an interesting blessing, I would say, that I'm able to, to play that role during these difficult times. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Neural Frontiers on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Anthony Alessi, and we're listening to an interview that took place in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, on my recent visit there with Dr. Mill Etienne and his uh, work on the hospital ship Comfort and working with me there. One of the things I mentioned at the outset of the interview was you and I became familiar with each other as part of alumni of the Palatucci Advocacy Leadership Forum. For those of our listeners who are not familiar with that, Um, Don Palatucci was a well-renowned neurologist who passed away, and part of his legacy was starting a forum to train neurologists to be more active in advocacy, that advocacy being applied to any field specifically for our patients, but has obviously grown. We have such an international contingent. I think we're up to 180 trained neurologists who have passed through the forum and a very tight alumni association through the electronic media. And uh, that's how we really hooked up. You've been active in the Palatucci Forum. What has been your impression of it? How has that prepared you for some of the encounters you have? How has the American Academy of Neurology helped you in that regard? Yeah, I think, you know, first I thank the American Academy of Neurology a great deal for having programs like the Palatucci Advocacy Forum, also for the Neurology on the Hill, where they really taught neurologists how to be more better advocates, because I know historically neurologists um, have been a bit on the passive side and have given up lots of procedures and kind of have let things, you know, not being as proactive. I think the Palatucci has, has been really getting neurologists to be more proactive, um, to, get, to get involved in these, these difficult issues. Um, and, you know, I think when the earthquake happened, you know, the Palatucci, one of the things it taught us is to always have an action plan. You know, before you take on any undertaking, you're going to have to have an action plan. And really, once the, 
once the ship was setting course, I developed an action plan. I didn't write it out like a you know like like we do in the Falatuchi, but I got a, had a good plan of what I'm going to be doing on this ship. You know, started putting together. As I was talking to you earlier. I was putting together uh, a book with some of my colleagues on the ship on translating English to Creole. Um, started teaching the staff about cultural sensitivity, educational workshops on Haiti. Um, you know, we have a word of the day every day where we each staff learns a new the staff learn a new word in Creole. Um, so all these things are advocacy for the for the patients um, and to make the patients feel more comfortable when they're on the ship. We worked very very hard to get over a hundred interpreters on the ship so that the doctors can have uh, full communication with their patients. Um, you know, and I've been you know from my uh, my work and my efforts, the head of the hospital has named me the chair of the ethics committee. And so I've been dealing with, you know, basically all the challenging cases, any, any tough situation where it's not clear, particularly when the cultures between the United States and, and the Haitian cultures might clash and you want to get the best solution for the, for the patient. Well, obviously, we're in a rather odd situation, to say the least, uh, both of us being here in Haiti um, at the epicenter of the crisis. I think a lot of neurologists don't necessarily associate themselves with being needed in a crisis such as this. I mean, we always hear about the need for surgeons, neurosurgeons, and yet I think you and I have clearly felt that there's a needed role for neurologists to be on the front line of medicine as we are. Um, has that been your impression as well? Oh, absolutely. The, um, you know, the People think neurologists don't need to be in an emergency setting. All you need is a neurosurgeon. Uh, I would say that's definitely not true. Um, you know, as a neurologist on board the ship, I've been extremely busy. You know, I'm paged constantly between myself and ID. We're the two most frequently paged people on the ship um, because there's lots of neurological issues. We've got lots of brachial plexopathies, lumbosacral plexopathies, um, head traumas. Um, you know, the neurosurgeons are busy in the OR. We need, we need somebody who's trained in neuro to address these issues acutely. You know, you can't just wait for the neurosurgeons to come out to treat somebody for their increased ICP, you know, increased intracranial pressure and all those, all those kinds of issues. So I think we're very, very important. People having seizures and all those types of issues. We need the neurologists on the front line. Well, I have to say that, you know, a lot of neurologists have wanted to participate. Um, what would be your advice as far as people who want to become a little bit more involved in the recovery of Haiti? Yeah, I mean, right now there are countless organizations that you can participate through, but the one I'm most familiar with is Project Hope. So if you go to the Project Hope website, um, you'll see that there actually are actively seeking physicians um, of all backgrounds, um, and you can sign up. I think they typically do three-week or four-week tours where you can come in, really for about approximately a month, come in, work, and then you can, you can leave after that. So if you want to stay longer, you can try to make the arrangements that way. Um, but that's, that's one way. I mean, but there, you know, you don't have to come as a physician. You can raise, uh, you know, a lot of our patients that we've been having have, haven't had their underwears or certain clothes items. So if you can rally up, rally up the, you know, your friends and collect stuff and send it down to the ship or send it down to any of the charities in Haiti, that's very helpful. One of my, one of my, um, the neurologist, Dr. Susanna Horvath at, at Columbia Presbyterian, she emailed me recently and says, wow, you know, you're doing such great work. What can I do to participate? You know, and I, t I gave her a few items and she's working on it already. Yeah. Um, so everybody wants to be involved. You know, don't think that 
because everybody's doing things already. There's nothing else for you to do. There's lots and lots to be done. Um, and we have nowhere near the manpower that we really need to revive this country. Um, this has been a, an astounding episode, really, for both of us. I mean, just in the last few days for me, and you've been here longer. And I think that I, I think we're both overwhelmed at the devastation here. I don't think people understand that from the standpoint of watching TV on CNN or um, elsewhere. I can honestly say this is the most interesting location I've ever had for an interview. We're actually in the corner of an emergency room in a hospital in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. I also want to really thank the American Academy of Neurology and Palatucci Advocacy Leadership Forum because thanks to that connection, I found a colleague um, in a very odd situation, and uh, yet we've been able to work together all day and we'll be working together all week, and I hope more in the future. Absolutely. Mill, thanks for, thanks for taking time out from a very busy day um, to really spend some time with us on NeuroFrontiers. Oh, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope you've enjoyed that interview. That took place at the end of January, beginning of February. And since departing on February 5th, I've found that the physicians from the hospital ship Comfort have now been coming to St. Damien's Hospital, providing services like pediatrics, optometry, and orthopedics. Dr. Etienne has actually instituted a rudimentary electronic health record for the children there so that he could provide some telemedicine coverage from the hospital ship Comfort and hopefully eventually from the United States. I believe now the next phase of recovery is going to start beginning. That's why I'll be returning to Haiti to work again with Dr. Etienne and the other physicians on the hospital ship Comfort. I will be at St. Damien's Hospital so that we can provide some transition for when the Comfort leaves and possibly even set up a neuro-rotation for neurologists who wish to spend a week a year down in Haiti and working with the very grateful patients there. You've been listening to Neuro Frontiers on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Neuro Frontiers is produced in cooperation with the American Academy of Neurology. For more information about this or any other show, please visit ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts.